You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We've got tight ends today. Matt Williamson's top 25 tight ends in the NFL heading into 2021. You can follow along with some of these. I don't know, Matt, is the, the tight end list live yet at ProFootballNetwork.com? Uh, not the second we are recording this noon on Thursday, but I'm guessing it's up at some point today or tomorrow. Okay. So maybe when people are listening, because the running backs and wideouts are live. Okay, cool. So yeah, as we go through these, they are getting posted live at ProFootballNetwork.com. Check out all of Matt's work there, along with the other fantastic stuff that is being uh, put out there all the time at Pro Football Network. You guys are doing bigger and bigger things all the time. I love it. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely are. I mean, we've got a really good cast of characters there, and it's growing very quickly. I yeah, mean, and I'm some other it. folks involved with the network. Cody, Cody Rourke, I know, is involved more and more there at Pro Football Network. So yeah. uh, there's definitely some tie-ins. Not that there is any in cahoots with ownership or anything like that with the Locked On Podcast Network. Just a lot of people happen to be uh, putting out content on both networks right now. Yeah, that's very true. Let's see here. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You can always find us on Twitter at BDPeacock. Matt is at WilliamsonNFL, and I'm sure you will have thoughts on some of these lists with maybe where some guys are ranked and some snubs. So hit us up there, and we'll talk more about it on next Twitter Tuesday episode. Tomorrow we're going to catch up on some more news around the league and then dive back into some more top 25 lists next week but today is all about tight ends matt and looking at your list i mean it's not like it's impossible to find 20 find 25 good tight ends in the nfl right there's 32 starting tight ends in in the league right now but just more difficult in ranking the bottom half of the list right because wide receivers we went through yesterday and you could make three top 25 lists and and probably have an easier time than than trying to figure out uh, who even deserves to be a top 25 tight end and where should these guys go. But it's not that hard to figure out who the top tight ends are in the league because there's just not that many of them. No, you're 100% right. I mean, everyone plays with a tight end. They often see 12 personnel with two tight, on, two tight ends on the field. But coming up with 25 quality ones is a little risky and a little hard to do. And I will say... I realize it's not 1985, you know, blocking is secondary and the level, the bar of an acceptable blocking tight end is much lower now than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, but I still did throw that in there. I'm not just going to do numbers and catches and receiving stats, but some of these guys truly are glorified big slot receivers. Yes, there is a big slot category when it comes to tight ends, and then there's a traditional, you know, inline Y tight end, and those things are becoming uh, almost exclusive in some cases. And then the big tight end, and then big slot receiver is becoming a little, yeah, well, you know, what what number should this player wear on their back? What what letters is it WR or TE that should be next to a player's name? So that's fun, and position football is definitely contributing to that around the NFL. Some teams on this list have two tight ends, so that means there's multiple teams that aren't going to have any, obviously, players on this list. Let's start at number 25 with, uh, well, actually, let's start with the, just the first group of players here, and okay. uh, I'm going to highlight a few of them because 
and we've gotten questions actually that that I skipped because I knew we were going to do the tight ends list. We had a question from a listener about OJ Howard who comes in at 24. You have Jared Cook at 25 from the Los Angeles Chargers, and OJ Howard, former first rounder with you know height, weight, speed. He had everything you were looking for coming out. I loved OJ Howard coming out of Alabama. It hasn't worked out for him, and uh, the the listener was just wondering like, is it is it too late to still hope for OJ Howard and the Buccaneers. He's not even the best tight end on their team, but there's just too much talent there. What's going on with OJ Howard? Well, one other tight end note I wanted to make before we get going here, and this applies to Howard and a lot of these guys, and even like uh, David Njoku, who didn't make this this list but was a first round pick mm-hmm. from the same class. That if, if studies have shown the tight ends hit their peak in the league at about age 27, which is much, much later than running backs, receivers, most positions, you know, because there's a craftiness to it. I mean, learning how, you know, route concepts and, you know, obviously some of the blocking. So Howard to me is getting to about that stage where I, <laughs> I always bring it back to the Steelers, but if the Steelers wouldn't assign Friermuth, I looked at Howard as like a great target this upcoming offseason to go sign. You know, so if your favorite team doesn't have a tight end, I don't know if he'll be back in Tampa or not, but he's a free agent to be. I think he's an ideal guy. And same with Najoku, the more I think about it, that that's about when they hit their stride and tons of ability with Howard. I was like you. I loved him coming out of Alabama. And I know it was a small sample size and Gronk was just getting his feet under him. But early last year, he was dominating the tight end work in Tampa with and Cameron Brate's also pretty good one too. They have three good ones when healthy. There and, and that's a that's a good place to start with a couple of snubs. There's a big snub we're going to talk about a little bit later that I think is going to get some people riled up, which I, which probably. makes me happy and and I, I can't wait to hear you defend <laughs> that. And it'll probably happen on Twitter after the show. But Kyle Rudolph not on this list, and you mentioned one of them there on David Njoku and. That's another thing with tight ends, and that's why maybe, and there's no rookies on your list, is that why people maybe should pump the brakes a little bit on Kyle Pitts? Because maybe the most similar guy, Kyle Pitts is better than O.J. Howard was coming out, but 6'5", you know, runs a 4'5 flat, a uh, little bit more athletic for Kyle Pitts. Like, there, there's a lot that goes into playing tight end in the NFL, so it's not as easy as like, oh, this guy's tall and, and strong and fast and can block a little bit and can catch a little bit. He's going to be great. It's not that easy. No, it isn't, and... I mean, even that class, the Howard, Najoku, Engram class, we thought they were all special. None have quite lived up to that billing. I mentioned Najoku's not even on the list. Um, I'll never forget that when I was at ESPN, I was invited to the Fantasy Summit every year, and I was one of 11 voters to kind of do our final ranks. So if you were a fantasy football player at that time, drafting off of you know the ESPN software I was one of the people that you know made the tight end ranks and the receiver ranks and whatnot and it was Eric Ebron who's going to come up on this list pretty soon actually his rookie year I mean he was a top 10 pick I mean he was not Kyle Pitts as a prospect but if you go back in the time machine was an elite tight end prospect and there was massive battles in that fantasy room at the summit saying we got to have this guy in the top five he's a special player and I know a lot of the old school smart people were like, rookie tight ends don't produce. And in the end, that sentiment won out in that battle. And we didn't rank them super high, which ended up being correct the right call. Yep. But I think Pitts is different. But 
it's hard to bet on unicorns. I think he's a unicorn, but there aren't many of them. I mean, that's, that's the reason we're talking about unicorns. I yeah, mean, there's, and, he, is he that different? And Pitts went even higher than yeah. all these other tight ends that we've talked about. Uh, it took a while for Vernon Davis, who was a freak of nature coming out of college. And, yeah, there's three first-rounders just in the first few names here from 21 through 25. You draft a first-round tight end, you expect him to be a top-20 tight end in the league. But Eric Ebron's at 21. You have Troutman, the second-year guy, at 22. Uh, 23 is Hayden Hurst, a former first rounder, now with the Atlanta Falcons. OJ Howard at 24, and then Jared Cook at 25. So that's uh, that's some serious pedigree here, and I I would think that most and of Ebron's those... at 21. Yeah, who's the highest pedigree of all of them? Right, right. So that's definitely uh, been disappointments for those first those teams that drafted tight ends in the first round. Yeah, I mean history shows it's not great business. I mean, I think Pitts is different, but you know, I mean, and he does more than just usual tight end stuff. I think the Lions are pretty happy with Hawkinson. I think Denver's pretty happy with Fant. Um, and we'll get to those names. They're certainly on this list. But um, don't expect immediate production. I mean, history really is strong in this regard. And that's why I'm kind of hesitant to, you know, throw, you know, dig a grave for the Howards of the world and Engrams. You know, I look at Hurst. He's so old. I kind of think that at 23, he might fall off this list next year. Yeah, and he was an old prospect coming into yeah, the NFL, yeah. which is why he, you know, he's a little bit older than it would seem he should be. A young player on this list, Adam Troutman. He didn't play a lot last year, so some projection here for you with the Saints' uh, second-year tight end. And I loved him coming out of school. He was my number one tight end coming out of school. There's two rookies from last year on this list. He didn't play a ton, but he started to push Cook, who's you know 25th on this list. Troutman's 22 heavily for playing time as the season went on. Later in the year, he became more and more of a full-time player. They had no hesitations of letting Cook walk. They traded up for Troutman. They love him. One of the best blockers on this list. A complete tight end, too, yeah, yeah which is yeah. important. And he can absolutely help out in the passing game. And they traded up a bunch to get him. So, you know, usually that's an indicator the team likes him and will try to utilize him. And so year two is usually big for tight ends. So we'll find out if that's the case for Adam Troutman. One more name real quick before we uh, get in deep into the top 20 here. At number 20 is Mo Ali Cox from the Indianapolis Colts. For those people who play fantasy football, you know who Mo Ali Cox is, but the, the average football fan probably doesn't know much about him. No, and that's a team that has several tight ends as well. He's the only one that made the list. Uh, real long basketball type body we're seeing more and more of those since jimmy graham came in the league of course but he's developed nicely sort of quietly you know I mean, he's not lighting it up pretty good blocker you know he has some versatility to him i think carson wentz is going to like mo alley cox yeah carson wentz not one to shy away from targeting tight ends either in the passing game so we'll see how that goes in indianapolis okay 19 through number one in matt williamson's top 25 tight ends for 2021 coming up with the ever-increasing numbers of makes, models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? You can't see what he's looking at. He's looking at this screen, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. Then you got to come back and wait for the part to even get there. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket with an endless supply of everything you need for your vehicle. I'm always blown away at how much they have in stock at rockauto.com. 
Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are always the same for everybody and are always reliably low. Just let them know that Locked On sent you. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Coming in at number 19 on your list, another younger player from the Chicago Bears, Cole Komet. I'm a little bit torn with Cole Komet because I wasn't super high on him coming out, but he's got obvious talents and it hasn't come completely together, but it's obvious that he's got skill and can play. We'll see if maybe that offense under a new quarterback there in Chicago can get him going and he can become that guy. So uh, tell me about Komet and, and tell me how much you believe in his future. Yeah. And again, I liked Troutman better a year ago. Um, I think Komet just did a little bit more in his rookie year. Uh, if you, if you guys listened yesterday, I mean, I said things like, boy, I'm going to be a little biased against the young players, at the tight end position, I didn't have that luxury. There's just not enough of them to go around. So I thought Komet passed the tests as a rookie and should continue to progress. Maybe he should be a little lower because, I mean, his body of work is so small. I, I still don't understand why Jimmy Graham is on this team, but that's another story, another conversation for a different day. Jimmy Graham not on this list, no. obviously. He is not. He was a, He was somebody that would have been high on this list. A long time ago. I, I can't believe he's still in the league, to be honest with you. It's one of those where it's like, okay, still going. Cool. Hall of Famer? <laughs> I, have no idea. I don't even know what a Hall of Famer is anymore. So I, <laughs> I no like, one of the best. I mean, one of the best I've seen. I mean, he's had a great career. I just He's a shell of himself the last three or four years. So. Absolutely. How about this one? Austin Hooper from the Cleveland Browns. One of the reasons Njoku is uh, not on this list is because he's not even the, the number one tight end in Cleveland. You got Austin Hooper there who signed a big deal, surprisingly, in Cleveland, going from the Atlanta Falcons to the Cleveland Browns. Just you know, rock solid, kind of do it all tight end. Yeah, um, not worth the money, and that's not his fault. <laughs> I mean, good for him. He signed a big contract. One year ago, he was the highest paid tight end in the league. I mentioned Njoku. They really used three tight ends there, and, and they like to play with multiple tight ends. He's fine. He, he's a good player. He's not a special player. He's not going to beat good man coverage safeties or slot big slot corners. Um, he's fine. Not worth the money. Coming in at number 17 on this list, had a massive year last year, catching 11 touchdown passes. From Aaron Rodgers, red zone weapon extraordinaire. Uh, he's going into his fourth year now, which is, you know, prime spot for breakout for uh, last year was probably his, his prime spot for a breakout in year three. Uh, that's Green Bay Packers tight end Robert Tanya. Yeah, and I, I got to be honest. I mean, for the first four or five, six weeks through a fantasy lens, I just kind of chuckled and laughed it off. Oh, that's nice. That's a good story. Don't pick him up. Uh, he's nobody. You know, don't worry about him. <laughs> And I just couldn't deny the production last year. Obviously, Rodgers trusts him, fed him the football quite a bit. He'll probably never catch 11 touchdowns again. You know, I mean, my hunches will look back at 2020 and say, that was by far Robert Tanyan's best year of his career. I don't think he's special athletically or, you know, in any particular area, but I don't want to take away what he did. Irv Smith is your next tight end on the list. Hasn't been extremely productive in his first two years in Minnesota, but uh, has has pretty much taken over from 
Kyle Rudolph there as as the number one tight end for the Minnesota Vikings, and he's been productive as the backup, and he has some gifts. I think maybe not, you know, as because Irv Smith's been on the radar for a long time. I think he was maybe overblown by what, like how what kind of physical gifts he has. I mean, he's rock solid, yeah. but um, yeah, just I don't know. I, Irv Smith is a tough one for me because I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what to expect from him. I think there's been some guys that are behind him on this list that have produced more and that I expect to continue to produce more. I guess I, I guess what I'm saying is maybe Irv Smith's too high for me. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, we're gonna disagree on this one. We don't disagree a lot. Um, Kyle Rudolph didn't make this list. He's the second biggest snub on the list of names. And I don't think Minnesota had any bit of hesitation moving on from Rudolph. I thought Smith's best, you know, play was when Rudolph was out of the lineup last year. I'm not saying he's as athletic as, you know, former Bama OJ Howard type guy, but I do think he's a potential breakout, maybe the true third receiver in Minnesota this year. And how about this? When we talked about breakout age, He's the second youngest player on this list. That's crazy. Yeah, he was what twenty years old when he was drafted, right? I would imagine. Something yeah, like I mean, that. this Let is what, his third year in the league, and right. Yeah, so he was twenty-two last. So twenty-one for his rookie season. Twenty-two last year. He'll be twenty-three coming into this year, and obviously, playing time and opportunity is going to be huge for Irv Smith. There, if he's starting sixteen games, we'll have an opportunity to do a lot more. And that's what's crazy about this list. We're talking about number sixteen on your list here who had 300 receiving yards last year. Compare that to the depth <laughs> right. at the wide receiver position. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. And, and even these next two split time with one another last year, and they're 15 and 14. <laughs> That's very true, yeah. Uh, Gerald Everett, at 15 for you, has moved on from the Los Angeles Rams, now with the rival Seattle Seahawks. A nice situation for him, I think, and he was sort of in Tyler Higby's shadow. Tyler Higby comes in at 14 for you for the Los Angeles Rams. And I think it'll be really good for both players. I mean, I always think of Higby, the way he finished the 2019 season. I mean, it was like the best stretch I've ever seen from a tight end over a five or six game stretch or whatever. And that's not who he is, but he is capable of some good things. And he's going to be the sole tight end in a Matthew Stafford led passing game now and going to get a lot of favorable matchups. Quality player. Everett's always been a a favorite of mine. And uh, people forget this too. I mean, he was... McVay came to the Rams. They traded up for Everett. You know, McVay came from Washington in a very Jordan Reed-like move. And I forget what college Everett went to, but it's a real small school. I think he might be the epitome of the 27-year-old breakout guy. That was wild because Tyler Higby had an, I think it was after Tyler Higby's first or second year that that happened, right? And Higby was an up-and-coming player. And when Mm -hmm. they made that move for Gerald Everett, it was like, well, that's the end of Tyler Higby. And Tyler Higby ended up surviving it, staying the starter, and now they've moved on from Everett and kept Higby, who was the the player that McVay inherited at tight end, so that that's a fascinating situation. So that tells you how much they actually like Higby, and I agree with you. This is a this is a good move with Gerald Everett going to the Seahawks for both players. Yeah, and I always, you know, pay attention when a division rival grabs somebody in free agency. You know, Pete Carroll's played against Everett, you know, every year of Everett's career. I mean, they know him well. They've game planned against him. I'm sure Seattle's defensive staff said, "Yeah, we don't like playing against that guy. Let's go get him." That's Pete Carroll's thing. He loves doing that. He's de- he did it yeah, all the way yeah. back from his college days. He 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 loved bringing in guys that he played that played for him or he played against in the Pac-10 then uh, in his college days and has continued that into the NFL, signing away a ton of NFC West players there. So yeah, good for both of those players. How about this guy? 
talking about Hall of Fame, Rob Gronkowski coming in at number 13. Yes. Uh, another tight end note about breakout age. I also believe, I don't have a ton of data to back this up, but I think tight ends, great tight ends, fade away slow. You know, Gonzo, Witten, Jimmy Graham still hanging on. We were just talking about him. Gates. These guys that run like me and you still play in the league for a long time. Heath Miller played longer than he should. I mean, Jason Witten came out of the booth. You know what I mean? Like these Hall of Fame type guys or borderline Hall of Famers. And Gronk, you know, took him a while to get his feet under him. Um, I got this little nugget from Pro Football Focus. He had a lot of pass blocking snaps last year, which the who I think is the best tight end that's ever lived. You know, they haven't pass blocking early in the in the season. But then, you know, as the season went along, uh, no OJ Howard in the mix, got better and better and better. Played great in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's still kind of Gronk. That age 32 breakout. He's still only 32 years old, by the way, which kind of blows me away. That is crazy. He was uh, an early entry into the draft, what was that, 10, 11 years ago now? Was that 2009? Is that how long he's been? I I just pulled up his stats. His his rookie year was 2010. 10, okay. Because there's a number I'm looking for. I don't know if we've had this conversation. It's It's probably a July conversation. I think Gronk is the best... Player, maybe offensive player, non-quarterback in the last 10 years. And one of the biggest reasons, yards per catch for this guy who's really like 270 pounds, 15 yards per catch for his career with a bad back. He had seasons with 21 yards per catch. Like this guy gets downfield and he's nasty. I mean, Uh, I think he's a total, total superstar. And touchdowns per target. Just how productive he was, moving the chains, big plays, touchdowns, I mean, and can block, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the better blockers. Absurd, yeah. Unbelievable. Absurd career for Rob Gronkowski. I can't believe he's still only 32. He could play for five more years. If his body holds up, yes. Yeah, the body might not be there for him, but just age-wise, and we're talking about how long some of these guys play. How long did Gonzalez play? How long did... How old was... um, Gates, Gates and Witten and all those guys Gates play forever. was like 38, right? Yeah, and they can't run and it doesn't matter. Yeah, just smooth and get open. Grand. It's like a, an old basketball player that can still school the young kids, you know, at the Y when they're when they're playing pickup hoops because they they know how to move and they maneuver their body and it's it's pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah, I remember the dude that we played pickup hoops with, and I would I had never been coached in hoops, but I'm tall and I could play under the hoop. This guy was 30 years older than me. He was like built out of granite, couldn't move at all. His elbows were like, you know, daggers in my back. <laughs> you know, he got every rebound, <laughs> made every good pass, never threw the ball away. You know, like you wanted him on your team. I didn't know where to rank Ronco, to be honest with you. I mean, he could have been lower. He could have been higher. I thought right in the middle is where he belongs. I will absolutely take him in 2021 over every player that you have him over on this list. So okay. I got no problems with him at 13. The question is, is he going to be better than some of the names coming up as we finish up Matt Williamson's top 25 tight ends for 2021? Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, full swing. It's going to be going all summer long. Baseball just about every single day. You can track all that at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action. There's triple crown horse racing. There's golf. There's reality TV, table games, poker, anything 
you want to get in on, you can find that action at betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, mobile device, desktop, computer, whatever you got. A 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to betonline.ag today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter, just some of the flavors you can find at BuiltBar.com. A high-protein, low-sugar, low-calorie snack you can feel good about and taste fantastic. No skimping on flavor when it comes to Built Bars. They're the best-tasting protein bar on the market, but they are healthy, too, which is exactly what I have a feeling you're looking for. And if you're not sure exactly which flavor to try or you haven't tried them all and you just want more flavors... Build yourself a box of Built Bars or maybe find one of their limited edition flavors that can pop up at any time. Many bars have only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Even good for a keto diet. And best of all, you can save 15% using promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Just go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. A bit of an enigma here for the New York Giants. One of those first rounders in that class, and it turns out that the fifth rounder and George Kittle ended up being the best tight end from the 2017 class. But Evan Ingram, talk to me about Evan Ingram, where you think he's at in his career, where his career could still go. Yeah, E. Ingram is a enigma for sure. And he's one of those guys, and E. Ebron kind of qualifies with this too. If they'd have been second-round picks, the world would be so much nicer to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, being a first-round tight end, just you just get daggers. Because all I heard last year in Pro Bowl time, Evan Ingram went to the Pro Bowl over Robert Tanya, and that's a joke, blah, 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 blah. This guy's a bum. I mean – only four more tight ends caught more passes than Engram last year. He, he is a tease. I mean, I think I called him a tease in my write-up because he has such abilities and he hasn't reached them. And I had no problem with him going in the first round. Hasn't quite lived up to that, but he ain't bad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, yeah, he's not bad. He, yeah, no. he definitely gets that that first round knock because he's not producing as you would expect and for all of his athletic gifts and he's been banged up a little bit maybe the quarterback position you know has been kind of wonky since he's been there and there's been other players targeted more Odell when he first got there but Evan Ingram should actually I still have hopes and maybe it's that age 27 breakout for him who's a young guy coming out of Ole Miss Uh, just too much talent there to be utilized in the passing game he's got skills to go with it too so I still expect it for Evan Ingram and I think I still believe in Ingram more than OJ Howard at this point. Yeah, we've seen more. You know, he's been healthier. Um, I'm not predicting it, but if I do this list a year from now and Ingram's in the top five, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. No, not at all. It shouldn't. He still has all that ability. How about this guy that took the the backdoor route to being your 11th tight end coming into 2021, former quarterback Logan Thomas? Great story. Really good player. I mean, he was targeted 110 times last year. I mean, that's an awful lot for not a Kelsey-like tight end. My hunch, those numbers go down. I think they'd rather target Curtis Samuel and you know, and, and spread the ball around a little bit. But 
he was highly productive. Um, he's more than just a good story. He's a very good football player. He's probably hit his peak, though. I mean, he's not young, and you know, we might look back in 2020 as his best season, but he's a good player. Like Tim Tebow, he got his start at tight end too late, either because of him or because the teams didn't recognize it. Can I take you back to a tweet from at BD Peacock on Twitter, September 4th of 2015? I said, if the Arizona Cardinals cut quarterback Logan Thomas, I'd love for the 49ers to pick him up and convert him to tight end. I was four years early on wow. that. Wow. Good move. My, my neck's feeling better, easier to pat myself on the back today than it, than it was yesterday when we were talking about <laughs> DK Metcalf. Yeah, save that tweet. <laughs> Let's get into the top 10 here. Mike Giusecki from the Miami Dolphins. You are a believer in that, uh, that length profile, and there's got to be more to come in that Miami Dolphins offense now, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his usage will be with Waddle and Fuller. He'll probably get less attention. Great. I just think he's a really good receiver. I mean, there's some inconsistencies there. He has a block of soul. I mean, he, he he's a former volleyball player and looks like a volleyball player and plays like a volleyball player. Mm -hmm. But that's not easy to defend when the ball's in the air. No, definitely not. And definitely not in the red zone. There's not many defenders that can defend that type of length and, you know, jumping ability, and, and just, yeah. you know, it's hard to match up with, which is why tight ends are so valuable when you're talking about third downs and red zone. Here's a couple of valuable tight ends that the New England Patriots, who drafted two tight ends last year, and apparently didn't like either one of them because they went out in free agency and signed both number nine, John U. Smith, and number eight, Hunter Henry, on your list. I didn't know who to put ahead of the other, and I like both players quite a bit. Hunter Henry actually stayed healthy last year. Durability's been a big knock on him. Both these guys are about that breakout age coming off the first contract, obviously. I think John is more explosive, more versatile. You see him line up in the backfield at times. I'll, I would rather detach him than Henry. These these two aren't Aaron Hernandez and Gronk. I mean, don't get me wrong, but they're I think they'll be the feature players in the passing game in New England. Yeah. I had Henry over Smith, but was torn. You can put some money that there's gonna be a lot of twelve personnel going on and in that New England Patriots offense this year, and maybe some, you know, 13 personnel too with a couple of those yeah. second year tight ends. Let's move on to number seven here. Noah Fant of the Denver Broncos, an ascending player, and sky's the limit here. Obviously, I think there's a, a gap though between the next, you know, top five or six guys and where Noah Fant could I, enter into at some point. I was about to say the same thing. I, is I, I was really confident who the top six were. I wasn't super confident on who to put seven. Um, I was a little. I, I was hard on Fant because I didn't love him coming out of school. I thought he was very straight line-ish, not super physical. He's been pretty darn good in the pros. I mean, what if he was in Green Bay? I think he'd have done everything that Robert Tanyan did and way more. I mean, they hit him on crossing routes. They hit him in stride. He runs away from people. So uh, he's kind of a, I don't say unique, but he's a, an, a real interesting specimen for this position. That's a good point. I think the uh, Tanyan is a perfect example. I think we've seen what, what happens with George Kittle. Um, I think some players and teams are, or some some players are team proof and, and bust proof just because they're going to be great no matter where they go and they're going to be utilized. But who your quarterback and offensive coordinator is is pretty important for tight end. Maybe more important than the other positions on offense. Would you agree? Yes, I think it's the most important. You know, friend of the show Mike Sando often calls the tight end. The, the queen on the chessboard. But to take it a step for, further, I'm not sure everybody knows how to use the queen perfectly well. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you're playing checkers, well, it boys. doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, used well, it's very, very dangerous. 
but they can kind of fall into you know obscurity in the wrong place too. All right, number six on your list here, Dallas Goddard. We don't have a ton of time to get into this, but I think this is a good time to let everybody know out there that Dallas Goddard is the only Philadelphia Eagle on this list. Zach Ertz did not make your top 25 tight ends. And I might regret that because he could be the perfect example of goes to a new team, fades away slow. He was never that gifted, in my opinion, to begin with, but super productive, had a very good career. Is he better than Jared Cook at 25? I just thought he was really bad last year. And uh, I, 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 I almost threw him on there just so I didn't catch arrows because there's, I'm sure there's a lot of Ertz fans out there. And he may go on to catch 60 balls with a new team this year. Uh, I just didn't see it on tape this past year. I love Dallas Goddard, by the way. Yeah, and I know you're a big fan of Dallas Goddard there. And uh, I was very surprised to not see Ertz somewhere on this list. I wasn't surprised to not see him in your top 10. But, I mean, I think he could still get open and catch the football. He's never been a great blocker. But, I mean, when, when I was talking about Gronk there. It was like I would take Gronk over everybody who's underneath him. And I I, I kind of feel similar about Zach Ertz. Like, I would take so, Zach Ertz yeah. over Irv Smith and even Gerald Everett, too. So, um, that's, yeah. At Williamson NFL, I think that's going to be a fun one for you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure I'll catch some heat on that one. <laughs> People, don't be afraid to say, wow, Matt, I respect your opinion. That's smart. Yeah. I'm not sure I've got a tweet like that ever. Yeah. At Williamson NFL, can't believe you had the guts. <laughs> right. I agree with you, Matt. That's so really wise. There's an obvious tear break, I think, in the top three of tight yes. ends in the NFL. So a four and five here to go with Goddard, I think, in their own tier as well. In that second tier, you've got TJ Hawkinson, who I know you love and could potentially join that top tier. And we haven't seen that quite yet from him. Maybe under Jared Goff, that will happen. Who knows? And Mark Andrews coming in at number five. Yeah. I mean, Hawkinson's still really young. He's not 24 yet. I expect him to lead the Lions in receptions. Good blocker as well. I uh, love them coming out of school. Andrews is what he is. I mean, I think he's a little overrated just because they don't have go-to receivers. So he takes that role. I don't want to say by default, but in a way, um, Andrew's snap counts always are interesting to me. I mean, even when healthy, which he's not always healthy, he only plays like two thirds of the snaps. You know, they, they bring in Ricard and big blockers and, you know, he's not as, as on the field as much as people think. Number three, Darren Waller should not be a surprise to anybody out there. Um, but maybe the biggest snub on this list even more so than Zach Ertz not being in the top 25, is you got the wrong guy at number one. You got Travis Kelsey, Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> at number one, George Kittle at number two. Uh, it's hard, especially after last year, seeing George Kittle get banged up and, and just Travis Kelsey continue to be Travis Kelsey. I get it, and, and he probably should be number one. I think you got it right, actually. I mean, Kelsey's coming off maybe the best season in tight end history, which is you know five years in a row of doing it. I think he's now in the conversation with Gonzo and some of the all-time greats. I mean, just you put the five years of production he's put out there. He's only 32. He's not fading away slow. But I kind of agree with you. Kelsey, I had to put one. But before the season started on one of our Twitter Tuesdays, I was asked, who's the best offensive player in the NFL at the skill positions? Wide receiver, running back, and tight end. I said Kittle. And it's the same reason I said Gronk is the best one in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no answer for him, but you got to be on the field. 
Yeah, they sort of traded best seasons ever for a tight end. Kittle had it a couple years ago, then Kelsey took it back. And Kittle's a better blocker. He has been from jump than Kelsey, which you know might be Nine a tiebreaker in the end. And I would definitely take Kittle's rest of career versus Travis Kelsey. But you, you can't argue with what Travis Kelsey has done and how good he is in that Chiefs offense. Right. And even on a per-route basis, which I think is a really good way to judge receivers in general, Kittle was better than Kelsey this past year. I mean, he's a monster. And I think Kittle or Kelsey is still a better route runner and is a little better getting yeah. open downfield than and a, bit, a little better in the red zone than Kittle is. Kittle better blocker. Kittle better after the catch. So you know they have different strengths and weaknesses. They do, and uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if Kittle's number one this next year. I just I'd love to see sixteen games out of him, seventeen games out of him. So would you? I'm sure. And I think a lot of people, and I think for, for the fantasy reasons, there's a top three and then a tier. Waller might be in his own tier, and and I think maybe should be in a separate tier than even Kittle and kelsey yes i think he's a tier two all by himself yeah okay yeah agree but he's great good stuff that is matt williamson's top 25 tight ends heading into the 2021 season you can get mad at him on twitter at williamson nfl you can find me at bd peacock back tomorrow talking about the latest around the nfl and more rankings coming for the 2021 season next week right here peacock and williamson